Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zenke. How are you doing today, Carter? Feeling really crystal clear with my new audio setup. I hope that my voice is more easily distinguishable from the noise in the background. Yeah, you sound really great in your new space. So let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Hao Xing. Hi, everyone. I'm Hao Xing. Um, I'm a graduate student in physics. And um, during the pandemic, I recently got a puppy. So recently, I've been uh, training her and it's taking up all my time. What's the puppy's name? Her name is Hope. Oh, that's adorable. Well, thank you, Hao Xing. And we also have Jeremy. Hello, my name's Jeremy. Uh, I, I know Matthew from Pomona College, and I know Hashink also uh, from the Glee Club, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, today I'm drinking green tea, uh, feeling really green. Lovely. Well, thank you both for joining us here today. We'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format, and so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. So round one is our first general knowledge round, consisting of five multiple choice questions for each of you. Questions here are worth 10 points each. Please choose the answer that you think is correct. Alrighty, Haoxing, you are up first. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. Okay, question one. What Greek letter represents the coefficient of friction, among other things? A, mu, B, phi, or C, alpha? It's A, mu. That's correct. Question two. Following the outbreak of World War I in 1914, the U.S. initially declared what position? A, that they were allied with France, Russia, and Britain. B, that they were allied with Germany and Austria-Hungary. Or C, that they were neutral. I think they were neutral. That's correct. And they remained neutral until 1917. And following the Zimmerman telegram, they entered the war on the side of the Allies. France, Russia, and Britain. Question three. Which of the following lakes does the province of Ontario not touch? A, Lake Erie, B, Lake Huron, or C, Lake Michigan? Oh, interesting. Well, I went to Lake Huron this past weekend, so I know that it does touch Lake Huron. Um, Lake Erie. It doesn't touch Lake Erie. No, it actually does touch Lake Erie. Uh, it's Lake Michigan that it doesn't touch. It's the only Great Lake oh, not bordered by Ontario. Yeah. Question four. Which of the following Mozart operas was originally written in German? A, Don Giovanni, B, The Magic Flute, or C, The Marriage of Figaro? Um, I watched Amadeus. Well, not recently, but I watched it at some point, so... I should know something about these operas. I'm going to go with the magic flute. That's correct. Die Zauberflöte is the German title. The other two are in Italian. And finally, question five. What physics law states the extension of a spring is in direct proportion with the load applied to it? A. Hooke's law. B. Boyle's law. Or C. Kirchhoff's second law. A. Hooke's law. That's correct. All righty. Jeremy, are you ready for your five questions? I hope so. Okay. Question one. On August 4th, 2007, 
who tied Hank Aaron's record of 755 career home runs? A. Mark McGuire, B. Barry Bonds, or C. Sammy Sosa? Let's see. The only base baseball player I've ever read about was Sammy Sosa. Uh, so I'm going to go with Sammy Sosa. It was actually Barry Bonds. He hit his 756th home run on August 8th of that year against the Nationals. Question two. Living to the age of 101, who was the mother of Queen Elizabeth II and the wife of King George VI? A, Queen Mary, B, Queen Victoria, or C, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother? Was it A? No, it was actually C, um, the Queen Mother. She outlived her husband by nearly 50 years. Question three, which of the following compositions by Hector Berlioz includes a choir? A, Symphony Fantastique, B, Romeo and Juliet, or C, Harold in Italy? Oh, here we go, uh, Berlioz. Uh, I've listened, to, the last time I listened to Symphony Fantastique was like three years ago, and I'm trying to remember if included a choir. What were the other two options? Romeo and Juliet, and Harold in Italy. I don't know Harold in Italy. I'm going to go with Romeo and Juliet. That's correct. Berlioz was inspired by Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, and Berlioz would later write the choir into The Damnation of Faust as well. Mm. Question four. Which of the following states does not touch Arkansas? A, Kentucky, B, Louisiana, or C, Tennessee? See, that's a good question. Do you know I, I lived in Arkansas? Yeah, I do know that. That's why I asked okay. you the question. Uh, I believe it's Kentucky. That's correct. Arkansas touches Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, <clears throat> excuse me, and Tennessee. Good question. Good question. Thank you. <laughs> I wrote it myself. And finally, question five. On August 4th, 2015, the world was shocked to learn that what famous couple had broken up? A, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, B, Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber, or C, Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog? <laughs> oh man, you threw me with that last one. Um, 2015? Mm -hmm. What was I even doing in 2015? I was August 2015. You said Brad Pitt and Jennifer and Angelina Jolie? Mm -hmm. Now that was a shocker, but I don't think that was 2015, or maybe it was. I feel like it's either A or C, so I'm going to go with A. No, it was actually C, Miss Piggy and I Kermit the Frog. Oh. Oh the, my God. the couple announced that they were going their separate ways romantically, but would continue to work together professionally. Brangelina <laughs> did not split up until 2019. And Angelina. yeah, you should have trusted your gut on that. And Selena and Justin did split up in 2015, but that was their fifth time splitting up, as far as I can tell. From yeah, well, the stakes are so much higher with Kermit and Miss Piggy. So yes, absolutely, devastating news. Alrighty, well, that's the end of round one. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? Uh, we have a pretty close game so far. Housing at 40 and Jeremy at 20. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week, our question was, where was the first Summer Olympics after World War II held? 
And the answer was London, and that was in 1948. But it should be also noted that the Winter Olympics took place earlier that year in St. Moritz, Switzerland. For this week's question, Fish Creek Falls, the inspiration behind the original 1937 Coors beer can, is located in what Colorado resort town? So have a think about that. Send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? In round two, you'll each get five questions on the same topic. Here, the questions are worth more points, so in this case, 20. If you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for half points, in this case, 10. And do keep in mind that the questions are open-ended and not multiple choice. Good job, Carter. Thank you. Alrighty, Haoxing, you are up first. Your category is physics. Are you ready? All right, what a surprise. Let's do this. Question one. What phenomenon did Einstein derisively refer to as, quote, spooky action at a distance? Uh, quantum entanglement. That's correct. Question two. When an object passes by something supermassive like a black hole, Tidal forces are much stronger at one end of the object than the other, which effectively stretches the object until it tears apart. What is this process called? What is this process called? Um, the process that refers to... Do you want me to repeat what? the question? Yeah, I, yeah. Is there a name for this thing? <laughs> Just, uh, you, you explained the phenomenon really well, but maybe, oh, yeah, repeat you. it if, if you can. When an object passes by something supermassive like a black hole, tidal forces are much stronger at one end of the object than the other, which effectively stretches the object until it tears apart. What is this process called? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I would have just like given that description. <laughs> okay. Um, Jeremy, do you know? I actually do. Uh, I believe it's called spaghettification. That's correct. Whoa. <laughs> Very good, Jeremy. Question good job. And that's a great name. Question three. Which mild schoolyard insult is also used to describe the rate of acceleration with respect to time? <laughs> mild schoolyard insult that also describes the rate of what? The rate of acceleration with respect to time. With respect to time. Uh... <laughs> Do I know any schoolyard insults? <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Can I have a hint? These questions well, are hard. <laughs> well, it's it's like, and this could be completely wrong because I am not a physics major, <laughs> but it's like taking the integral of acceleration. Or the derivative? No, the taking, the yes, thank you. Taking the derivative of acceleration. See, I, I was close. I was close. Yeah. Oh, ah, I think, yes. So that's, again, a word I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Jeremy? He shakes his I, head. I, I, I don't have it. <laughs> okay. It's the jerk. It's the jerk. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Mild, isn't it? <laughs> yes, very mild. Question four. When a certain elementary particle was discovered in 1932, one prominent physicist exclaimed, who ordered that? What particle <laughs> were they referring to? 1932. 
Ooh. Um, that's kind of a while ago. So what did they discover back then? They discovered... These are great questions. I just wish I know the answers to them. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to guess something. They discovered... Here comes nothing. <laughs> nothing comes into my brain. Uh, what did the person say? Who ordered this? Who ordered? <laughs> it's the name of the particle. Interesting. Um, I'm taking too long. I'm just going to guess something. Um, who ordered the muon? <laughs> That's correct. Really? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did that even work? Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But you're correct, so good job. Wow. Good and job, brain. Finally, question five. A popular book, which was recently turned into a movie, features a scientist coining the term pirate ninjas to quantify one kilowatt hour per soul. What was the book? What was the book that was recently turned into a movie? You said it was a popular book. Yes. Was it a popular movie? Yes. Okay. That narrows it down to nothing. <laughs> um, wow. Um, how about The Martian? That's correct. Yes. yes. <laughs> I recently read the new book by the author, uh, Project Hail Mary. Um, so good job, me, for choosing that book and that author. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good job. The movie was starring, of course, Matt Damon. And uh, we'd like to thank Emily Rose, a good friend of the show, who wrote those physics questions for us. Nice. Yes, so. thanks, Emily. I enjoyed them. All righty, Jeremy. Your questions are going to be about a famous birthday on August 4th, because August 4th is the date that this podcast is being released. And right. the famous person is Barack Obama, who was oh. born August 4th, 1961. Are you ready? I, I hope so. Alrighty. Question one. Barack Obama is the only U.S. president to be born in what state? I believe he was born in Hawaii. That's correct. He was born in Honolulu. Question two. After graduating from high school, Obama enrolled in what Los Angeles liberal arts college founded the same year as Pomona? Oh, Lord. Um, founded the same year as Pomona? Yep. Interesting. Uh, Occidental? That's correct. He spent two years there before transferring to Columbia. Uh -huh. So they didn't have him the whole time. No. Take that, Oxy. Question three. Obama has two daughters, born in 1998 and 2001, respectively. What are their names? Uh, Sasha and Malia. Correct. And Sasha, fun fact, toured Pomona in 2016. I believe. I heard. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. Though, of course, they didn't tell us that. But oh, no, we they heard, didn't. We heard yeah. later. Question four. Before he was elected president, Obama served in the state Senate of what state, which he also represented in the United States Senate? Uh, I believe that is Illinois. Correct. He was a state senator from 1997 to 2004 and then a U.S. senator from 2004 to 2008. I'm doing good. I'm surprised. I feel like this this, this is going yeah. too well. <laughs> well, and I think you might get this last one too. Question five. 
One of his one of his most notable achievements is the passage of what healthcare act? Uh, you you want the title of the healthcare act? Uh, oh, Obamacare. Yeah, that's yeah. that's acceptable. Yeah, Obamacare. I thought that was a slang. Well, I mean, it's it's the nickname for it, but it it's the the full name is the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. Do I get commonly. that question? Yeah, because <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, no, the Obamacare is a is, and that's what it is. So, okay. Yeah, commonly known as Obamacare. All righty. Well, that's the end of round two. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? A bit of a lead change, but the score is still pretty close. Uh, Housing at 100 and Jeremy at 130. Alrighty, so now it is time for round three. Carter, can you please explain the rules? Just round three is very similar to round two, but the stakes are a little higher. The questions here are worth more points, so I believe that they're worth uh, 30. And if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for half that many, again, in this case, 15 points. Um, not multiple choice open-ended. Alrighty, Hao Xing, you are up first again. Are you ready? Yes. Question one. What interstate highway connects downtown Los Angeles to the desert communities of Palm Springs, Palm Desert, and Indio? Oh boy, interstate highway. Um, I would assume it's one of the highways that passed by Claremont also. So I-10? That's correct. Great. <laughs> Question two. In 2022, what Asian capital city will host the Winter Olympics and thereby be the first city to have hosted both the Summer and Winter Games? It's Beijing. That's correct. They hosted the Summer Games in 2008. Yay. Question three. From 1964 to 1982, who was imprisoned on Robben Island and was instrumental in ending apartheid in his country? Uh, Nelson Mandela. Correct. He eventually became the first post-apartheid president of South Africa in 1994. Question four. Born June 4th of this year, Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor is the great-granddaughter of Queen Elizabeth II and the daughter of Prince Harry and what American actress? Oh, oh just when I heard born June 4th this year, I was a little thrown off. So that's like three weeks ago. Um, as we filmed it, it's three weeks ago. Yeah. As we're recording this, it's three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. What's her name? Uh, Megan something, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Megan, Megan. Merkel? Merkel. Uh, yeah, that's close cool stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's the Duchess of Sussex. Um, and that's the couple's second child after Archie in 2019. Nice. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had a second child. They do, they do. And finally, question five. Which of the five undergraduate Claremont colleges was founded last? Oh dear, it's going to be very embarrassing if I got this wrong. Because it's either Mud or Pitzer, but which one was it? I believe Pitzer actually came after Mud, so I'm going to go with Pitzer. That's correct. Pomona right. was, of course, 1887. Scripps was 1926. Claremont McKenna was founded 1946. Mud was 1955. And Pitzer in 1963. All righty, Jeremy, are you ready for your five questions? Yeah. Question one. What interstate highway begins <laughs> at I-40 in Arkansas and almost immediately crosses the Arkansas River before continuing southwest 
to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Okay, so the question is, what interstate connects with I-40 Correct. in Arkansas and leads to Dallas-Fort Worth? Correct. I know I've been on that highway. Um, oh, goodness. I just I just feel like I'm going to get this wrong, though. Um, 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 I think it is, is it I-5? No. Haoxing, do you want is to take it, a guess? I, okay. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Just pick a number. Um, I don't even know if it's like horizontal or vertical. Uh, so even or odd number. Well, Jeremy guessed I-5. I'm going to guess I-15. No. It, Jeremy, did you want, did, did you have another guess? I, it was either, I was either going to say I-5 or I-30. It's I-30. I-5, yeah, I-5 um, is in just in California, Oregon, and Washington okay. on the West Coast, but it is I-30. I-30. Question two. What composer and notable arranger of spirituals became friends with Antonin Dvorak while a student at the National Conservatory of Music in New York? Of course. Um, and this will be really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> Seeing as I did a presentation on this, um, I'm I'm going to say Harry Burley. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Question three: What diary author was arrested with her family by police in Amsterdam in August 1944 and eventually died in a concentration camp? Goodness gracious! Uh, it's amazing how many different kinds of historical events overlap uh, in this month. Um, I believe that's Anne Frank. Yes, that's correct. She and her family had been hiding in Amsterdam since 1942. Her father was the only member of her family to survive the war. Yeah. Question four. What twins were the highest paid teenage Disney television actors in 2010? Oh, you know, Disney loves their twins. Um, 2010, Disney 2010, Disney 2010. I was 15 years old. What was I watching? Oh, goodness. 2010? Yep. Oh, God. Okay. So I feel like this is wrong, but I'm just going to say it. No, no, I'm not going to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, because I couldn't think of them for a second, but it's those blonde-haired twins, I believe. Dylan and Cole Sprass? That's correct. Okay. They reportedly earned about $40,000 per episode of The Sweet, of the sweet Life on Deck. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. A piece? Um, I, I think that was their combined total, oh, wow. but okay. still not bad. That's terrible to say about twins. They aren't that a piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, and their birthday is August 4th, so that's why they were. Wow. <laughs> and finally, question five. Which of the five undergraduate Claremont colleges is the alma mater of Brian Schatz, the current senior U.S. Senator from Hawaii? Oh, that's Pomona College. Correct. He was class of 1994. Yeah, he gave a nice commencement speech. He did. That was uh, 2017, I believe. I enjoyed that one. All righty. That's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? This makes me so happy. Uh, we are tied at 250 Ooh. points. I don't uh -oh. think that's ever happened before. Oh, wow. Uh -oh. There's still one more round, but... Hashing, you're my friend, but I'm trying to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Could we, have our, our, could we potentially have our first tie 
Ooh, so do have... we have to do another one to break the tie? We'll see. I, I don't know that we have a formal procedure for breaking the tie <laughs> if, we, if that occurs. Um, hmm. Okay, well, we'll good, cross good. that. We'll cross that bridge if we come to it. So now it is time for round four. Carter, can you please explain the rules? Uh, round four is our showdown in which you'll each get three questions and we'll ask you to write down your answers or just otherwise keep them in your head and we'll share them out at the, about the same time. Okay. All righty, Haoxing, Jeremy, are you ready? Yes. Yes. Question one, who was tried and acquitted for the 1892 axe murders of her father and stepmother. Do we have any any guesses? Just yes. silence. I feel like I have her face and her and I I I oh man. This is a little bit of a deep cut in American history. 1982? No, 1892. 18 1892. That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 1892, axe murder. Yes. Acquitted. Acquitted. I have no clue. I'm just yeah. going to put it out there. I don't either. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm -mm. Her name is Lizzie Borden. Mm. Her trial attracted widespread public attention in 1893, and it has never been determined definitively whether or not she was the murderer. Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Oh, wow. Question two. Louis Vuitton, the founder of his namesake brand, was by trade a maletier, which in French literally means what? Maletier? Yes. M-A-L-L-E-T-I-E-R. <laughs> his birthday was also August 4th, by the way. Of course. What, what are you thinking, Hashem? I am thinking I don't know French, so I'm just going to... Guess without that piece of information. Yeah, think about what he, what he does. Um, do we have any, any no guesses? One should think about what he does. I'm trying to remember what he does. Uh, fashion designer, I believe. But he also make he like he makes a variety of things, doesn't he? I have to say I don't own any Louis Vuitton products. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but well, but yeah, I, I I think a variety. I, he does a, have a variety of. I'm Stop. going to, to. Okay, I have a to... guess as well. <laughs> okay, how's Shane? Oh, do I go first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm. I was gonna say butcher, but it's like not butcher, but he takes the, this the, the skin part of the animal. Anyway, just something surprising like okay, that. Okay, well, it's it's not that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I really tried. <laughs> This is me really trying. Yeah, well, and and you unfortunately don't get any points for trying, but we appreciate the effort. Um, Jeremy? I'm good. My guess is even worse because I was like, you know what's in Maletier? Mallet. So, like, did he do something with a mallet? Was he like a construction worker or something? No. Okay. No. Um, by trade, Louis Vuitton was a trunk maker or Trunks. manufacturer or manufacturer of suitcases. And luggage. Interesting. Oh, Interesting. I did know that actually. Yeah, they made luggages. Like mm -hmm. it was not supposed to be a luxury thing. It's just a thing. Yeah, he, he yeah. was. He was the um, 
he was like the luggage maker for the wife of um, Napoleon III in in France, nice. and he was he was the one who popularized um, luggage being square. Ah. Yeah, according to what I read. Very so, cool. Yeah. Well, we may be headed for a tie. Here, let's <laughs> final question here. I love that. Oh, final question. Of the three operatic versions of Manon Lescaut, the two most performed are by Giacomo Puccini and what French composer, whose other operas include Werther and an adaptation of Cinderella? See, I knew this like two years ago. Because <laughs> of, of, of the adaptation of Cinderella. And Puccini, uh, I think... We're talking about like 19th century. Yeah, that's basically my thought too. Just French composer, roughly the time period. Those are my only base. He was a contemporary of Puccini. I will give you that. Oh, oh, I have no idea. Yeah, my guess is going to be very off. I don't even know which French composers wrote operas. Okay, well, do you want (laughs) to... Do you want to take a stab at it? Um, I'm going to guess Ravel. Jeremy? Uh, She's going to guess Ravel. I'm going to guess Debussy. No. Neither of you are correct. Whoa! I don't think so. This was um, Jules Massenet. 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 It's his most popular and enduring opera and became the main adaptation of the novel um, replacing Daniel Ober's 1856 opera. And then Puccini's came along a few years after um, Massenet's in 1893. See, I actually never took an opera course. I just had to read about it. I do oh. not know much about opera. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, well, that was that was a little bit of a deeper cut. but That was, Matthew, it was. <laughs> well... We've reached the end of the game. Ooh, we got a tie. Wow. So I think we have a tie, right, Carter? You do. I can confirm. Wow. Hmm. I love okay. That. Um, hmm. This moment is going down in history. I think um, we should leave not. it. Do you think we should leave it as a tie? I love ties. Everyone wins. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah. Why don't we just leave it as a tie? And if we get if if we get all sorts of vitriol from our fans, then uh, we'll fix it later. All right. I hereby declare you both winners. Yay. Exciting. I couldn't think of a better conclusion with a game with Haoshin. Yes, that was so awesome. Good game, Jeremy. Good game. Good game. You both played admirably. So <laughs> it is it is fitting that, that this should end in a tie. <laughs> well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Haosheng and Jeremy, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.